God is good? And all the time? Man, it has been a great day this morning, hasn't it? Are you proud to be an American? I am proud to be an American, and I'm thankful. And oftentimes, as we just got back a week and a half ago from a mission trip to Kenya, when I go on these trips and I come back, I'm gratefully reminded of how blessed we are to live in this country. And oftentimes when I'm in other countries, the overwhelming emotion that I am, uh, that I deal with is I'm thankful, but also question, why did God choose me to be born in the country that I've been born in, the parents that I have, the blessings that I have, and and it's not wrong, and I shouldn't feel guilty for that, but what it should lead me to do when I come to the understanding, the gratefulness, is it should lead me to want to serve others. And so when I think about today, I just want to say thank you to you, church. Uh, this summer, it, I, I can't believe we're like July 4th. I cannot believe that June is gone. Did it, did it go by quick for you guys too? Like this year is just flying by, and as I say it, I've been told my entire life that the older you get, the faster time goes, so I know how that makes me sound right now, that's all right, but I just want to say thank you as a church. You know, the summer started with our dessert auction, and you guys invested over $18,000 in desserts, right? So either you really, really like dessert, or you really want to invest in our students, or maybe both. I guess it could be both. And I want to say thank you uh, just to see how God used you. Uh, I got to spend one night when we got back from Kenya. We went to camp and we got to see uh, two of our students give their life to Christ. Two of them surrender to do whatever, you know, as Pastor Dave talked about last week, to just give God a blank check on their life. Say, God, whatever you want from my life. And so I just want to say thank you. Tomorrow we have another group of students or high school students are going to camp. So let me uh, implore you to, to pray for them and ask that God would protect them and that God would speak to them, that God would really change their, their heart and change their life. I uh, made some important decisions at camp, and I'm sure many of you did that as well. And uh, so pray for our students. I also want to remind you that coming up July 18th is probably one of our biggest outreaches of the entire year. Uh, Allison and her team has been working hard uh, in our kids' ministry to get Vacation Bible School ready. Some of you have already signed up to serve, if you would still like to be a part of that. But it's, it, I think the last time I looked, it was like around 60% of those who've, students who've already registered are not members of our church. They're people from our community, and so it's a great opportunity to lead people to find and follow Jesus. And so if you want to be a part of what God's doing, talk to Miss Allison, contact the office. We'd love to to get you signed up for that. But pray, pray for that week. Uh, a lot of people are involved. A lot of people will be serving, and a lot of students will hear the gospel. Um, I also want to say thank you for last Sunday. Last Sunday was a pretty amazing day. And, you know, we as a staff, Tuesday, we, we meet every Tuesday morning. We just got around together and just were, like, thanking God for how God showed up last week. And what I would say is that, and I said this last Sunday, to, to watch God move the Wengers to another calling has not been easy for most of us, but it also has been awesome to watch God do a work. 
And it's awesome to watch someone that you've served alongside with for all these years to still be open to, God, whatever you want to do in my life. And I would say for you as a church, I, I've received a lot of uh, communication last week, like immediately after the service. I've received emails. I've heard from missionaries all over the world that what you as a church did last week, what you modeled last week by being an Acts 13 church, God, we see the Holy Spirit calling them. We're releasing them to your ministry. It has been a blessing, not just to me, but to people all over the world. And so I just want to say thank you to that. In fact, one missionary told me uh, they watched the service online on Sunday afternoon, and they, they told me that this was, uh, their words, a master's class on how a church should be a church. And so I, I want to say thank you, because it, it wasn't easy, but oftentimes God asks us to take steps of faith that are not easy. So thank you as a church. It's, it's been an awesome month of the summer, and I'm looking for God to do more the rest of the summer, aren't you? I'm excited about what God is doing at Hallmark. And as I think today, I want to just read a few things that maybe you're not aware of. Um, sometimes uh, we forget things. I'm, I appreciate what uh, William had talked about, about uh, when we added under God. And, and it's easy. It's, you know, the, our country is in a spiritual warfare. Do you agree to that? We, personally, as William said, are in a spiritual warfare. And because of that, I think sometimes we forget things. And so let me just read. They're going to be on the screen for, for you. Some things you may not be aware of. In 1776, 11 of 13 colonies required that one had to be a Christian to be eligible to run for political office. In 1777, the Continental Congress voted to spend 300000 to purchase Bibles for distribution in the nation. The state constitutions of all 50 states mention God. The famous Liberty Bell has part of a Leviticus 25.10 inscribed on it. It says, Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. Did you know an image of Moses carrying the tablets of God's law faces the Speaker of the House of Representatives? The entering president takes his oath with his right hand on the Bible and concludes his vow, so help me God. The Supreme Court begins each session with the phrase, God save the United States and the honorable court. And as William already alluded to, our country was founded on the principles we see in God's word. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. Now we all have to understand that we can't blindly follow our leaders either just because as William already stated, they say we're under God. Because the reality is in our country, even though we have been founded on biblical principles, sometimes we have misused our authority to claim in the name of God that God had no business or didn't ask us to do. In other words, we, we live in a country founded on the principles of God, but we are run by men and women who don't always follow God. Do you believe that? And so we have seen some atrocities in our country. But that can't negate what God intended for this country to be. And I want to read a few more statements from some of our leaders. It says, No book in the world deserves to be so unceasingly studied or so profoundly meditated upon as the Bible. John Quincy Adams. Listen to this statement. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. But we have forgotten God. 
We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our own hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of the redeeming and persevering grace. We have been too proud to pray to God that made us. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Do you agree with that? And it sounds like it was written yesterday. Those are words quoted by Abraham Lincoln in 1863. Franklin Roosevelt prayed on D-Day, Almighty God, with thy blessings we shall prevail over the unholy forces of our enemy. Help us to conquer the apostles of greed and racial arrogance. Lead us, to have, lead us to the saving of our country. Thy will be done, Almighty God. Amen. Gerald Four actually quoted uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower when he said this. Without God, there would be no America. There would be no American form of government, no American way of life. Recognition of the supreme being is the first, the most basic expression of Americanism. Thus the founding fathers of America saw it, and thus, with God's help, it will continue to be. Many of us have heard the famous statement of Ronald Reagan, if we are ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be one nation gone under. And yet I stand before you this morning proud to be an American, but also to proclaim that we as Americans have not always pursued Jesus. And I stand before you as we said the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I got a little emotional watching John stand up here and pray and pledge allegiance. 96 years old, who served our country, and in his prayer, what does he ask us to do but to focus on our Creator? And it's easy for me to stand up and say and, and to proclaim, well, look what America has become, and look at our failures, and there are many. But whose fault is that? The truth is, people who walk in darkness walk like people who walk in darkness. That was really profound. So profound, let me say it again. People who live in darkness walk like people who live in darkness. People who don't know Jesus should act like people who don't know Jesus. That's the natural response. People who do know Jesus should also walk like Jesus. And unfortunately for us, the church, oftentimes what I see in our country is not a result of America's failings. It's a result of the church failing. Because as goes the church, so goes the community. And so if our church, if the church, were to live out the principles we claim to believe, then maybe our culture would look a little different. But today what I want to think about is we celebrate freedom. Aren't you glad that we have freedom? And I, I kind of think about this idea of freedom that what, what is our greatest freedom as Americans. Again, I've traveled a lot of places all over the world, and, and I, so I'm trying to think, what is the greatest freedom as Americans? I, I think 
I would contend that one of the greatest freedoms we have as Americans is that we get to assemble and worship Jesus without fear. We have freedom of religion. Would you agree with that, yes or no? Can you say amen to that? The greatest freedom we have as Americans is that we can worship without fear. I also believe that's one of the greatest reasons that you see as everywhere the American flag has been posted, the freedom of religion follows. And I'm thankful for that. And so I think this morning, my greatest freedom is that I can worship Jesus without fear. But I would contend this morning that our greatest freedom is is not freedom of our nationality. I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud to have the freedom to worship Jesus. But I would stand to tell you this morning, my greatest freedom, the greatest freedom that I've ever experienced is the freedom from the penalty of sin. And we look at the American flag, and it's a symbol of freedom. It points to the people who died for our freedom. Several years ago, I was blessed to be with uh, Sean and Janelle Williford in the Philippines, and we went into the National Cemetery, and we saw the thousands upon thousands of white crosses that represent people from America who went to free other people who paid the ultimate sacrifice. And freedom has never been free, has it? And so I'm thankful for those who were willing to die so that I could live in freedom. And as we look to the American flag, it is a symbol of freedom. But you know, there's a greater symbol of freedom, a greater allegiance to my heart, and it's, it's the symbol of the cross. Are you thankful for the cross? You see, this symbol of the cross as the symbol of the flag represents my freedom as an American. It represents the shed blood of people willing to die. This cross also represents the shed blood of someone willing to die so I could have my greatest freedom freedom from the penalty of sin. I'm thankful to be American. I pledge allegiance to the flag. But you know where my greater allegiance lies? To Jesus. And I'm thankful that we have the freedom to stand, to pledge allegiance, to proclaim the name of Jesus. But shame on us if we have a greater allegiance to anything that was created by man. Our allegiance is to Jesus. Have you experienced freedom from sin? Have you experienced the freedom from the penalty of sin? Because if you have not, you're in a country right now where we have freedom, and thank God for our freedom. But I want to tell you this morning that because of our freedom as Americans, we can gather today, and you can hear the greatest news ever told. The Bible is very clear. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible also tells us that the penalty for my sin is is death. And when it says the penalty of sin is death, it is saying eternal damnation, eternal separation from God, my creator. When I say God has freed me from the, the penalty of sin, that's what I'm referring to. He has saved me from eternal damnation. 
The penalty of my sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. And you know, God demonstrated his love toward me. That even when I was a sinner, Christ, he died for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, should not experience the penalty of sin, but will have eternal life. You see, freedom as Americans is not free and never has been, never will be. Freedom in Christ was also not free. And Peter talked about this in 1 Peter. It says, First uh, Peter 1, verse 18, Knowing that you were not redeemed, you were not set free, you were not purchased with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct, received by traditions from your fathers. You, you, you weren't born in Christ. You weren't set free from the penalty of sin and death because you're an American. Now, this was written way before the Constitution, Right? But look what he says. You were not redeemed with corruptible things. You were not purchased. You were not set free by silver or gold or the conduct received by tradition from your fathers. We're not set free from the penalty of sin because we're Americans or because our parents attended Hallmark Baptist Church when we were born. How are we set free from the penalty of sin? Well, verse 19 says, but with the precious blood of Christ. Are you thankful for the cross? Amen. Have you placed your faith in Jesus to receive freedom from the penalty of your sin? And if you have not, could I encourage you on this Independence Day, 4th of July, we celebrate freedom from one of the greatest countries ever known Today could be the day that you, you are set free from the penalty of sin.